You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another very exciting episode of Ask Drone You. This is our weekly news show, and joining me today is the Flying Dutchman, as always. Joining us all the way from around the world in Drone DJ headquarters number two. Hiya, is that what you would call it? That's accurate, accurate. International trip to the Netherlands. You can call it my second head offices. That's... uh... That's accurate enough. <laughs> Headquarters at Goldmember. No. <laughs> um, very excited to uh, to be here with you today, Haya. And we've got a lot of news stories as it's been rumored that the drone industry is going to see a lot of new drones in January of 2020. We're expecting the new Autel drone. We're expecting another drone from DJI. And we're expecting to see other enterprise solutions. But it looks just as we're getting excited for all these other drones, looks like one other player may be, well, sticking it back to the industry. Haya, what's going on here? The rumors are swirling that the Phantom is coming back. We've heard this before. So what makes it different this time? Yeah, the uh, all-time favorite and uh, a lot of you would say the iconic DJI drone, the DJI Phantom 4 Pro version 2. We first heard rumors, there you got one, beauty, just the props are missing still. Uh, We first heard it was going to make a comeback in September of 2019, then that got delayed and we heard rumors that for sure it was going to come back in October. Uh, We think the terrorists might have played a role, Uh, we're not quite sure, but now we have rumors confirmed by independent sources um, that the DJI Phantom 4 uh, Pro version 2 is indeed going to come back and it's going to be in January of 2020. So yes, it will be too late for Christmas, but uh, good news nonetheless that the at least this all-time favorite drone is going to make a comeback. Now, the one thing, of course, is that this is not an entirely new drone, so don't expect the Phantom 4 to now all of a sudden have ADS-B included. It will not. It will just be the same old drone at a higher price. It's going to be priced, at least if they're not going to update the listing on their store, uh, for $1,729 US dollars. So it's not a cheap drone, but then again, it's a very capable drone and uh, a very necessary one for certain people in the commercial drone industry. We're very excited. I'm sure, Paul, you must be very excited about this drone as well. There are, however, a couple of things that we don't know. Is uh, For instance, we don't know what the quantity will be. So we don't know if DJI is going to make a thousand of these available or whether it's unlimited or maybe a few thousand. We're not quite sure for how long this drone will be available or or uh, whether you can actually pick it up at your local DJI retailer. Uh, So there's a few questions still there. If you really need one of these drones, I would say keep your eye out uh, second week of January. Keep your eyes out on the official DJI online store. And if you need one, go get it there as soon as you can before they sell out again. Yeah, it's really interesting that DJI is even asking affiliates and reviewers to start putting yep. information out on the Phantom. So it makes me think, well, I've got a lot of footage from the last three years with this drone, putting it in places where it's never been. And, uh, you know, it is by far, in my opinion, high of the most capable drone by uses. You can be a great photographer. You can be a great videographer. 
and you can be a good photogrammetrist with this particular vehicle. But in addition, it can fly in ways that the Mavic just simply cannot fly. And I always give the example of kind of doing like a horseshoe around the bow of a boat. It can always maintain, you know, that steady curvature, that perfect flight motion, even in, in rough winds. So I really do think it's one of the most capable drones. And just as you saw in our article um, here on Drone U, who will build the Honda Civic of drones? And I mean, literally, we detail exactly what that would look like and how it could help a lot of people. Now, it looks like Autel might actually have the solution to that and even be something that the uh, the Phantom could essentially not compete with, which is why I'm so excited about this coming year. Now, it also looks like DJI might be getting into a couple of other technologies beyond just uh, great cameras for photogrammetry. So I'm excited to learn more about that uh, with you and, and figure out what's going on there. But also, Haya, just really excited for CES this year, CES 2020, live in Las Vegas, will hopefully showcase everything that we can expect to see for the next year. And being that 2020 is the start of a new decade, I expect CES to be absolutely on fire with new technology and potentially new tools that we might use. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of uh, cool stuff going to be there at uh, at CES. We know DJI is going to have a stand there. Fleur Systems will have a booth there as well. Autel officially will not have a booth, but we have heard that they will have a presence at CES, and we expect them to make the official announcement for the uh, Autel Evo 2 during the event. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to kick off 2020 in a big way, and there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of cool drones and new drone news coming out early this uh, this next year. For sure. I think uh, it will be a really exciting year, and I'm sure every blogger and their mother will probably be at CES as well. So with that said, though, this brings us to our next piece of drone news. If many of you remember, earlier this year in Miami, Florida, there was a group of drone pilots who were attempting to do what no state can even do, which is control the airspace. So if you remember that particular story, they essentially inhibited other drones from flying by, you know, creating a no-fly zone with anti-drone technology. But now it seems like with even the proliferation of anti-drone systems, as even the FAA, DHS, and DOD have strictly said, that only federal agencies have the ability to operate these particular pieces of technology. So Haya, what is going on in the wild, wild west with these anti-drone systems? Yeah, it sure seems like the Wild West. Um, the Center for the Study of the Drone from the Bard College in New York, they have published a report last year as well about these counter and anti-drone solutions. And they uh, came out with a second report this year listing no less than 537 different counter drone technologies or anti-drone solutions, which just think of that number, 537 different systems that you can potentially buy to to jam and stop or catch drones. There's like a whole different uh, set of ways that you can uh, fight drones. This number apparently grew by the hundreds compared to last year. So there are many, many more systems available nowadays. Now, there are a lot of problems with these systems as well, is that it all depends on the kind of drone and the kind of communication that takes place between the drone and the operator. And that may or may not make a uh, counter drone solution effective. Also, a lot of these solutions are limited to about one kilometer. So that's less than a mile in distance in which they can effectively work against a drone. 
thinking of a drone that flies maybe 40, 45 miles an hour, a kilometer away is not that far. So by the time they detect the drone and they might be able to do something against that drone, that drone can can move rapidly and be in a totally different location. And you may be uh, surprised by that drone. So you may wonder how effective these systems are. Uh, on top of it, as you pointed out already, that only uh, a specific number, I think it's only three federal agencies are even allowed to fight or stop or jam drones when they're airborne. So it's not something that you can just buy off the shelf and use at your local event and make sure that no drone is going to fly over your parade or your party or whatever. So there's a lot of things that you have to take into consideration here. However, the fact that there are 537 of these kind of systems available nowadays kind of goes to show how the drone industry in its entirety has taken off in the last few years that you now even get this many anti-drone solutions that come to the market. So it's uh, it's an interesting development for sure, um, but it seems that there's going to be a lot of ironing out to do and we'll probably only have a handful of systems that are actually effective, uh, I think, in the near future. Yeah, it's really interesting though. I think it's important to distinguish. It is legal to uh, monitor the airspace, right, where you can actually see what's going on but it's illegal to interrupt or mitigate against these drones. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Yeah, the detection of a drone is one thing, but then jamming it or bringing it down or damaging it in any way uh, is not legal at all. Wow, wow. Absolutely, uh, absolutely fascinating because there are so many systems. Also, I do want to remind everyone out there, if you do have an Android phone, you can download a Wi-Fi monitoring app and utilize... Um, essentially like a good Wi-Fi-based antenna that you can find at your local electronics store. Uh, A Wi-Fi antenna that you would use to essentially add, like, say, a Wi-Fi module to a desktop computer. You can plug that into an Android phone, and it's essentially a little aeroscope or a micro-aeroscope. So I think that's something that a lot of people should know is that if you do need to monitor the airspace, there are very cheap and efficient means of doing so. Just understand that the quality of your antenna is going to completely limit the distance that you can actually see or monitor these vehicles. Now, as we move on to this next piece of drone news, it looks like corporate America strikes again as the world record for uh, quadcopters racing to 100 feet has been set, but has the community up in arms as many people say they've built much faster drones than this, and it brings the question of, are people paying for PR here, Haya? What's going on? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know exactly how the Guinness World uh, Book of Records operates, but it's uh, it's kind of interesting that um, you can set a record with them, basically. And at the same time, we know that there are drones that are, in fact, much faster than what happens in this particular story. Let's go through this story first. Uh, it's about a 12th grader by the name of Sachin Y, if I pronounce it correctly. Probably not. So my apologies for that. He set the Guinness World Record for a quadcopter that is the fastest to ascend to one. 100 meters, so let's say about 300 feet in elevation, and he did so in 2.732 seconds, which was pretty much a well, more than a whole second faster than the previous record that was set in 2016 by the German engineer Derek Brunner. I think it's really cool that students at a relatively young age get involved in drones and start making drones, building drones, developing drones, and even to set uh, arbitrary records like a Guinness uh, world record. I think it's still cool to get young people involved and get them uh, excited and passionate about building drones and flying drones. This student for sure was very excited. He said that he was uh, 
working on this for the last two years, ran different models, built different prototypes, and then finally came out with this uh, this drone. Um, the record was set on October 25th, 2019. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye out for this guy, see if he has a, a bright future in the drone industry. Who knows, right? Yeah, hey, everyone who's, who's hustling and they're trying, they yeah. deserve a uh, runway to take off, literally. And I want to see you know, everyone, you know, succeed. Really, we, you know, we really do. That's uh, kind of why DroneU has now the largest library of uh, drone-based classes in the world. Because um, we want to give people, you know, what they need to, uh, to really take off. And for someone who's so young to be so innately involved with drones, they have a very bright future ahead. You know, having systems knowledge and being a great pilot opens many doors. So very excited for that 12th grader as she's got a bright future ahead. Now, in this next piece of drone news, you know, Hyatt, one of the things that we talk about here at DroneU all the time is when we're teaching public safety, one of the big things that we mention is should public safety agencies fly under COAs or should they fly under Part 107? Because when you fly under a COA, now all of your flight logs are essentially public record. So any person can say, hey, if I want to check out Steve's records down in San Diego, I can now do that. Well, it looks like uh, that data has gone even further as one company, one well-known company who works with public safety, looks like it had a data breach and showcased a lot of flights that maybe shouldn't have been showcased. Haya, what's going on? Yeah, this is a story about DroneSense, and DroneSense is a company that provides a platform to to basically manage and plan uh, drone flights. And apparently, there's a um, there was a independent researcher or hacker, you might say, I guess, uh, who actually found a, uh, a weakness in this database system and was able to uh, extract a lot of drone flight information. Now, looking at this information, it wasn't necessarily the pictures and the video footage that was recorded by the drones, but it was all the information about the flight. So think of uh, the location, the GPS coordinates, the time, the day, that kind of information. And by extracting that information from from the database able to reconstruct certain flights. So for instance, let me make sure I get this right. Yeah, in for instance, Washington DC in a residential neighborhood, there were two dozen pictures taken that kind of showed an area in, in high detail. I mean, the photos weren't made available, but you can actually see where this flights took place. Uh, another one was a uh, apartment complex in Atlanta, Georgia, that was uh, scoped out by drone. And a lot of the um, police departments that use this system, for instance, you have the Boise Fire Department, the Atlanta Police Department, uh, the City of Coral Springs, Nassau County Police, and even the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers all use this DroneSense uh, platform, and uh, information from their flights was actually exposed in this data leak. Now, the hacker made it... Um, notified DroneSense right away and also Motherboard, which is a media outlet that first reported on this. DroneSense, of course, quickly uh, fixed the leak in their database, so it's no longer a vulnerability. But still, it still shows you that once you capture all this information, you have it in the database online, then you have to make sure you protect this information uh, very well. Otherwise, it might leak out and it might end up in the hands of people where you'd rather not have this information go. So it's an interesting story for sure. And um, yeah, I'm sure it won't be the last time we hear about something like this happening yeah fascinating um but i think it it proves a good point that you know maybe police should be a little more skeptical 
on the systems, you know, that they're purchasing. And, you know, again, if you guys remember the video that we did with FDNY talking about their drone program, the drones they're using, how they do live feed, uh, they were very specific about how they do live feed. And uh, they were very specific on controlling uh, security in that way. And I would just recommend if you haven't watched that video and you're in public safety, you've got to go watch that video. It is just so powerful. Anyway, as we move on into uh, our last piece of drone news, this last piece of drone news, Haya, has literally the industry up in arms. We have heard over and over again of pilots, rather old and geriatric, typically seeing drones at altitudes where some of them can't even literally fly. And they're saying that they're seeing drones at, at altitudes when they're flying at speeds of two, 300 miles an hour, yet they're trying to see something this big at 200 miles an hour at 14 or 4,000 feet, excuse me, but they're saying that they're seeing drones. Now, a lot of people are asking about the, uh, the reality of this particular drone sighting that has surfaced in the United Kingdom. Haya. What's the stir about? Yeah, this is a story about a, uh, a private jet, a very expensive uh, Bombardier jet that flew back from Nice, France to uh, London Luton Airport. And this happened on August 26th, 2019. It was just reported in the Airprox uh, report that came out in November. 14 miles west of the airport at an elevation of 4,000 feet while the jet was traveling at 200 miles an hour. Um, they saw a drone, apparently 50 by 50 centimeters, so probably well, roughly a little more than a foot by a foot large in size within 10 feet of the aircraft. Now, you may question seriously whether it's even possible to spot something like that when you're traveling that fast. Also, it's unlikely that a drone would fly at that elevation. And we know from many uh, previous reports that people might mistake a bird for a drone or a plastic bag or a balloon, or they might have seen something and they're not quite sure what it was, but hey, let's call it a drone because it's like the hot thing to do right now, it seems. Not too long ago, actually, DJI even release an official statement saying that uh, people in general, but also the media should be more careful in reporting about these kind of drone sightings because almost always it's not a drone. And the problem, and I think this is also true for the uh, the incidents that are reported by the FAA, but especially in the UK, the Airprox uh, reports, if a pilot thinks that he might have seen a drone and he reports it, it ends up in the official uh, statistics and in the numbers, even though there is perhaps no proof or no second person that have uh, has seen the same thing. So you're purely going by an impression or something that somebody might have seen and it gets documented and reported. So as a result, a lot of these reports are um, unproven uh, drone sightings and most likely it's it wasn't a drone especially when you when you talk uh, about situations where the elevation is around 4,000 feet and sometimes even higher than that so in this case even the board itself said that in the board's opinion the reported altitude and or description of the object were such that they were unable to determine the nature of the unknown object so they already admit that it might have been a drone but then again it might not have been a drone there is no proof there's no evidence i would say that it's unlikely for it to have been a drone i think it's probably something else that the pilot might have seen i mean if you're if you're going this fast and you're getting ready for a landing then you have a lot of stuff going on and i don't know how accurate your your vision would be if, if something 
flies by you so quickly. Um, the media in England, I mean, there are some very sensational newspapers in Britain. Some of them picked up on this story and they make it a very dramatic story saying that the royal couple has used the same jet and uh, that it was the closest ever drone sighting. So it gets sensationalized in the media quite a bit. We report on it because I think it's important for people in the drone community to kind of push back and say, hey, in many cases, these are not drones. It's more likely to have been something else and, and point it out to the, to the public and to the media. So this is your latest one. Wow. Well, I definitely think that you make a lot of good points. When you're moving that fast, even with 2020 vision, the cross-section of something like this with a similar color of the clouds is you know, almost impossible to see. Now, something like this guy, okay, sure, easier to see, but this thing won't even fly that high. So, you know, I just there's, there's a lot of questions here, and you bring up a good point, is that the, the issue at hand is that you've got all of these uh, reports that have no way to be validated or verified, yet now the press is saying, oh, the AirProx report says we've, we're seeing you know, drones all over the airport all the time. It's like, well, that's also physically impossible for about 90% of those reports. So uh, I do agree. I'm happy, though, that the fear-mongering has not worked. I think people do understand that drones can be used for good or bad, and I think that people also understand that the amount of good things that we can do with drones far exceeds the amount of bad things because I think we're all, we all realize at the end of the day that we're all in this together. So, you know, that being said, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of these reports and I'm just as fired up as everyone else is, Haya. Yeah, and, and so we should be. I mean, here, I'll read you some of those headlines in the British newspapers. I mean, this one is for The Sun, and they say that a private jet used by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle was just 10 feet from a mid-air smash with an illegal drone over Britain. So right there, they assume that uh, it was a drone, that it was flown illegally, which it would have been at that altitude. But also, it kind of implies that maybe this royal couple might have been on that airplane, and they weren't. They just used a same or similar airplane at some point in the past. Uh, another one says that a flying expert said that if the device had shattered the cockpit windscreen, it could have killed the crew. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have been a drone to begin with. Another one says that's here. I don't think anyone would fly a drone intending to murder 200 passengers, but pilots have been targeted with laser pens. So clearly some people think mischievousness does no harm. There will be far more drones around in the future. So we do have to get a handle on the problem. What problem? I mean, the problem that we have so many drone incidents, I mean, and most of them are undocumented and there's no proof for them. So there's a lot of sensationalism going on in these in these articles. And I think uh, from the drone industry's point of view, we should push back against these. And if there's no proof of it being a drone, then you can't say it was a drone. Yeah, you really can't. And uh, at this point, I feel like the fear mongering is still hurting the industry as a whole. I know we're expecting to see a lot of drones in 2020, but I think we need to see a lot of common sense regulation because... At this point, I think that the uh, there are a lot of governments that are really um, impeding on the growth of the industry as there are fears for what could potentially happen yep. with drones and with a lack of enforcement or a lack of understanding of standard operating procedures without a way to enforce, you know, um, I, we're, we're really impeded here and this fear mongering yep. really doesn't help. Um, and you know, with a lot of people are really afraid to change. And I think that's, uh, an unfortunate reality of being a human. But, uh, when we see all the good things that we can do, there are ways that we can allow the industry to grow without giving up security or privacy as a whole. 
which I think is really important to mention, um, you know, in the story uh, that we mentioned here today about drone sense and, and the breach and the hack. And one of the key points of that breach was that they had pilot name and they had pilot location and they had flight location. This is what we have to fight against in the drone industry with remote ID. If the public is able to identify pilot location, name and information, there's going to be a lot of problems in the United States. Things are only going to get worse. Now, should law enforcement have uh, access to that data? Sure. Just like license plates, right? So that being said, I think it's just so critical and so important um, that we make, you know, objective decisions. So I totally agree. And I mean, uh, for one, uh, Brendan Schumann from DJI has been pushing back uh, quite a bit on these things as well, saying that the the images that are being portrayed in the media actually influence uh, policymaking in general, and it's, uh, it doesn't do the drone industry any favors. So I think even though we don't necessarily want to report about these kind of drone sightings, I think when they are portrayed as real drone sightings, when in fact they most likely were not, I think it's up to us to, uh, to push back and make sure that we set the record straight. Couldn't agree more, Haya. Couldn't agree more. Well, thanks again for joining me today on another uh, another episode of the new show. Couldn't be here without you, my friend. And as ah. we approach the holiday season, just want to say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and sad that you missed the Drone You Christmas party, which is really, really sad because our main focus was uh, gingerbread house building. So sorry you missed that. <laughs> I'm sure we'll catch up and uh, and uh, have another celebration somewhere. <laughs> I look forward to it, my friend. Well, I hope you have a great day, good time, and that's going to do it for us here in the Ask Drone You studios in our worldwide headquarters in New Mexico. My name is Paul. His name is Haya. And thanks again for watching another episode of Ask Drone You News. We believe that videos, images, words, and sound have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone You.